Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. And we're with you to talk sports and for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you spending uh, some of your morning here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list is busy being busier tomorrow but today here's what's coming up on the program todd kirk is mr maction on twitter i believe he is the proprietor of the action fanatics mm-hmm. which is a spinoff of cyclone fanatic if I yes, got this yes right um so action fanatics is uh out there do you subscribe do you follow the action fanatics well no because no. my picks are a lot better than theirs. Oh, okay. Yeah, somebody's been sixteen and four the last four weeks. So they should be. Do they follow you? Well, I they guess. should. Okay. They should. All right. As in tail them? Is that what you're actually asking? If I follow them that way? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Are, are you? I mean, I'm not sure what they do. Well, we'll find out. It's Todd a podcast. Kirk, it's a podcast. Yes. Thank you. Um, That's what you were looking for. Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> anyways, uh, but Todd Kirk is up first, and why is he coming on? Well, he refers to himself as Mister Maction. Sadly. The curtain comes down on Maction for another year tonight yes. with two games. Both of them at six, one of them on TV, one of them on ESPN+. Plus. But the game that's on TV is Northern Illinois. And Mr. Maction, Todd Kirk, is actually jumping in the car, apparently with his son, and headed to DeKalb where he will be one of hundreds, dozens? Dozens. Dozens of fans in the stands uh, that are watching this game in person, Western Michigan and Northern Illinois. Uh, but he's going, and why not? Let's put him on, give him a little publicity for his podcast and his site, etc. Action Fanatics, Todd Kirk. In Action 15 minutes. Fanatics. In Beautiful 15 night minutes. in DeKalb. I'm sure it will be, Trent. I'm sure most of them are, right? 40 degrees. Uh-huh. Not too bad. Yeah. It's been a lot worse. Seen a lot of flurries in matching games in the years past. Yeah, I bet. Um, but, well, hopefully tonight we get through with... That eh, wouldn't be... You know, if you want to sprinkle in some snow flurries, that is November, after all, right. in DeKalb. Uh, but the curtain comes down tonight. We'll get uh, Todd Kirk in here in about 15 minutes. Why is he going? What does he expect to see? And help us all with action fanatics. We'll do the NFL with two of the regional teams at 1035-ish. Dave Sinekin. Uh He's theheadcheese.com. That's his blog. Uh, he covers the Packers. Uh, Packers reeling off a loss to the Vikings. They got a big one this week before their bye. They get the Rams. Rams, Packers. Big, big spot. We'll talk to Dave Sinekin at 1035. Nick Athen, the Chiefs are in their bye. We won't get Mitch tomorrow, so we'll get Nick Athen in here. Uh, they look as though they're starting to look like the Kansas City Chiefs again, at least to these two eyes. So he will join us. At uh, 1045. We're moving Cappy up a day, and it's, I think, um, going to work out well for us because Twitter is a buzz with a unsubstantiated rumor at this point that Matt Nagy is coaching his final game on Thursday and will receive his walking papers on Friday, which on the surface doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. No. They've never fired a coach in the middle of the year. If you're going to fire him Friday, why let him coach Thursday? Uh, we know that Justin Fields won't play. Andy Dalton is going to play. Um, but nonetheless, and there's some blue check marks that are chiming in on this. With the, They're hearing the same thing. 
uh, type of response. So we'll go to Cappy, who's on the air right now doing his show in Chicago, and or just got off the air doing his show in Chicago. We will speak with the cap man at 11.05. And then the final guest on our BMW of Des Moines guest list is Vinny Iyer. He covers the NFL for the Sporting News. You buying the Nagy stuff? Uh, I haven't dug into it a whole lot and see who the people, what they're saying. But no, on the surface, absolutely not. I, I don't buy it either. Why, if they would lose to the Lions? Sure. But it's already a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. Why now? Right. Now you get a mini buy, of course, playing on Thursday. But short of that, why? Mm-hmm. What's what is all of a sudden tipped the balance? Was it giving up a lead against the Ravens? Yeah. So Cappy just had the the blue check mark on his show on ESPN One Thousand. I'm going to read verbatim Cappy's tweet that was just tweeted. Uh, the guy's name is. I have no idea how to pronounce his name. Okay. That that uh, have you heard Mark Conkle? Doesn't ring a bell with me. Mark Conkle, he's got a blue check mark, and he uh, apparently was the one that broke this at Patch dot com. Um, he was on with Cap and his partner Hood. I'm not like you guys. I'm not in the mix every day. I'm just going to tell you what I have a really good source on this. I'm pretty confident that this is going to be his last game. So, he started his conversation on ESPN 1000 in Chicago by saying he doesn't have a lot of sources. <laughs> the, certainly the sources that, um, that, that you would think that Cap has developed over his 30 years in the business. But um, he says he's got a really good source on this. and He's pretty confident that this is his last game. We shall see. We know Adrian Martinez has played his last game, at least for this year, mm-hmm. for Nebraska. Trent, that was um, look, it's great for the Hawks. I don't think I, I don't believe like some do that Iowa's chances went up when the news broke that Martinez isn't going to play. He's a weapon. He is. He's, he's a weapon. He can run it. He can throw it occasionally. He makes mistakes. Oh, makes a lot of them. So I get the fact that uh, that, that Hawkeye fans have latched onto that, saying uh, that this makes the um, uh, the chore more difficult to go over there and win. I don't buy it. Um, but that's unfortunate that that Martinez will not be able to answer the bell. The point spread reacted instantly, mm-hmm. went from, what, three and a half to pick em? To pick em at Circa. Yep. Uh, most everywhere else right now is Iowa now favored by a point and a half. So he's about a, as Kenny White would say, a four-point player, Adrian Martinez, somewhere in that. Four or five. Four which or five. That seems a little healthy, uh-huh. a little heftier than you'd imagine. I mean, in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers is one of the top, and he's yeah. seven and a half to eight. Right. Mahomes, same kind of range. Right. You're talking five about a college quarterback that isn't elite by no, any means. No, no, I mean, he can run. He's always hurt, though. He's been, he's always been hurt. Smothers is the backup quarterback mm-hmm. that'll get the start. He is also a guy that can run. Is he? He is a very athletic guy. I uh, saw he, he played in the Wisconsin game when Martinez got his hat knocked off. He, he had to come in for one play. Known as a guy that is more of a runner than a thrower. Okay. He's kind of McCaffrey-like when you go back to Luke when he was mm-hmm. there a year ago. So that's what you're looking at here. But week of preparation... It's. I don't think it's going to be a huge dip. This guy was a four star. You know, he had Ole Miss and Louisville after him too. We're not just okay. talking about you know a kid that fell off the turn yeah. turn up truck and is going to get or the start. Or was against born him. in small town Nebraska and right. his goal, his dream, right. was, and he's going to some walk on. Right. Yeah. Right. We're not talking about a guy like okay. that. This is a a bigger step forward than maybe people think. And there's been plenty of murmurs over there about as the season has continued to go down. Why are you continuing to trap Martinez out there? Mm-hmm. Smothers may be the future. Mm-hmm. You want to see what you have there. So we'll see, but to think that this is just going to be some guy. And there's been some backups in Nebraska over the last half decade that have been hideous. Yeah, At least 
on the surface level. Right. That's not the case with Smothers. This guy has a little accolades. He's got some speed. He definitely can make plays. Probably going to see even maybe more option and more running type things coming out of them. But that sets up well, I think, for Iowa too, at least defensively. I, I go from really liking Nebraska this weekend. Or certainly a, a, a difficult spot for Iowa. Right. That's how I looked at it. And I looked at it from that basis. This is our last game of the year. Right. It's this over. is it for them. This is their bowl game. Right. This is it. That's yeah. what they're playing for. They only have one trophy they can win. You want to go into the season feeling pretty good about yourself because November's not been good. Right. you got an opportunity here to put a little bounce in your step as you head into the offseason. That's what I was looking at it, how I was looking at it. Without Martinez. Yeah, different story. It changes the I complexion think. for me. Yeah. I definitely like Iowa a lot more. I do too. Than I did just yesterday at this time mm-hmm. because it came out right as we were going off the air. Right. That Martinez wasn't going to be there. Big news, certainly. Uh, excited to break things down a little bit more. Of course, tomorrow... We'll uh, get both perspectives on the game. Yeah, Sipple's going to join us about uh, 24 hours from now. And, of course, Tom Caker will be here. All right, uh, speaking of Iowa, let's do basketball real quick. Trent, I tried to watch it. Uh, it's just, it's not, it's not fair. <laughs> right. It's not entertaining at all, unless you're hardcore. I get it. Um, there's, a, there's a big group of our audience that loved this last night. Watching Keegan Murray do Keegan Murray stuff, boy, he's good. Yes, he is. I mean, good God. Enjoy him. Yeah. If, if, if there was a higher league, he would be in it. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Um, my, my two takeaways from the probably overall 12 minutes that I, I, I love that Sanford's getting this playing time. I really and truly do. And, and Perkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the two. Look, we knew Murray's going to have his way with these two. But the two kids off the bench, that was it. And, and um, maybe those are my two biggest takeaways. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair way to look at it. And the dunk from Sanford. Didn't see that see, one coming. I, no, it was, I missed that. It was in the open court, but he rose up and yeah. slammed it down. And yeah, Tony Perkins continues. If he can hit yeah. shots like he is right mm-hmm. now, they really have something there. He is mm-hmm. a completely different type of two guard than what you have with Bohannon. You can play them together at times. That helps out this bench so much. You know, Euless still had some shaky moments last night. He still finished with eight assists. Now, a lot of How them many were, turnovers? Uh, a couple, I want to say. Uh, yep, two. two. Looking at yep, two. Eight assists, but a couple of them were just getting it to Sanford, who was open mm-hmm. for three, and he knocked mm-hmm. him down. And the crazy thing is, Western Michigan stinks. Right. They're really bad. Really bad. But this is a pack line defense. This is a team that slows it down, brings the pace down. They want to play at a slower pace, and Iowa still puts up. Put 109. 109 on the yeah. board. Like that's, that's impactful when mm-hmm. you can do that against a team that wants to play a specific style, even as bad as they are. That is something. Set it before the year. They're going to be 6-0. Mm-hmm. And they're probably going to kill every single team because yep. these are the worst of the worst in college basketball. It'll continue Friday night. Virginia's not vintage Virginia nope. when they play them on Monday. But a road win against at very least a decent ACC team, and then you get Purdue. And that's when it's really going to ramp up, yeah. I think, to another level of what we're talking about here. Uh, Ken Pomeroy, his player of the year rankings. It's right, a, as of, does he update? Now, how often does he update? Every you? single day. Every day. Every day. Okay. And this is a statistical model. Uh-huh. Now, there's a big gap. Yeah. EJ Liddell for Ohio State's number one. Okay. And he's going to do everything for the Buckeyes. Did number, they play last night or tonight? Last night. They okay. played Seton Hall, and I think they might play again tonight. I, okay. don't, I think it was a tournament. They're down in Florida. Liddell first. Keegan Murray, second mm. in the country right now, and the Ken Pomeroy 
Player of the Year rating. So not crazy to think that potentially maybe there's a slim chance back-to-back Players of the Year? Well, <laughs> wouldn't that be something? That would be rarefied air, would it not? And you think, oh, it's early in the season. What does it really have? Well, here's some of the other names in the top ten. Drew Timmy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's going to be right there. Sure. Zach Eady at yeah. Purdue, yeah. seven foot four monster. Chet Holmgren watched him last night for the Zags. He is so fun to watch. And he's how, how big is he? Seven, seven foot one or seven seven foot? He's, seven foot, yeah. one hundred ninety five pounds. Yeah, <laughs> he's just biscuity. And, and they've got UCLA. You said tonight? Yeah, number one versus Ooh. number two. Saw this last year. Yes. Uh, Marcus Sasser of Houston's really good. Hunter Dickinson up there. Abaji of Kansas. Yeah. Travion Williams who yeah. didn't start. Last time out over the weekend for Purdue. So there's your top 10. That shows you just how well Keegan's playing. Now, all well, these guys have played teams with the pulse. Right. We'll see. Did you see Andy Katz mea culpa over the weekend? No. What did he say? Oh, he just he said, look, I messed up. Yes, he did. I messed up. I, I own it. And what we're talking about, he came up with his uh, top 20 players in, was it the Big Ten? Ah, uh, yes. In the Big Ten, his top 20 players. And he didn't have Keegan Murray. He had Bohannon on there. Right, but not Keegan Murray. But not Keegan Murray. Um, and he owned it. Yeah, did, he did. He, there's, he there's no choice. Do, right? Yeah, right. There's no choice. You can't spin your way out of that. No, one. no, no. Can't spin your way. All right. Real quick on this because you and I are baseball guys, mm-hmm. and this is an awful time for the baseball Hall of Fame candidates to come out. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because three of the steroid era guys, mm-hmm. Sosa, uh, Bonds, and Clements, are all up. This is it. This is their final opportunity. Their 10 years will have come and gone. Uh, Kurt Schilling, it's his final year. Now, he asked off the ballot last year, and they wouldn't let him get off the ballot. They kept him on. But last year, he was close. You need 75% of the vote. And he came in at uh, 71 71 and change. And because he didn't get elected... He asked them to remove his name from the vote, uh, from the ballot. Now they wouldn't. But my question to you is if Kurt Schilling made that statement and Mm -hmm. doesn't want to be a part of this, but you voted for him, Trent. You voted for him the last five or six years. This is his last chance. You changing your vote? Yeah, I'm taking him off. Uh Doesn't want to be there. So I wonder how many, that's my point. I wonder how many people will be like that. You're going to be this vindictive. You're mm-hmm. going to be this upset about it. Then, okay, so be it. I'll uh, acquiesce to your wishes. Yes. We can't take you off, but you know what? We don't have to vote for you. Barry Bonds. Trent, here's my thing. There were so many players in this era that were doing exactly what they all did. Exactly what they all did. Was it was it universal? No. But do more? did more players... Than we uh, that have been outed publicly or there have that have admitted publicly, it's the steroid era. It was the steroid era in baseball. There were no rules. You could get away with doing this. Bonds was as good a player. Now I hate the home run record. To be perfectly honest with you, hate it. Um, in my eyes, the hammer is the. Um, is the home run leader. But Roger Clements, who won multiple Cy Youngs, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa's not a Hall of Famer. I don't think. means the home runs are there. They are. But the rest of his game, eh. He's a Hall of Famer to me. Sosa is? Sosa is. Is he to you because of the 600 and change? That, those seasons, 
mm-hmm. helping well, save baseball. There's no question. There's no there's no question. When I think of Hall of Fame, yeah. Sammy Sosa. Okay. For me as a Hall of Famer. Uh is Bonds? Yes. Me yeah, too. I mean, is just... Clements? No. Why? Why not him? I, there's he dominated batting orders. It's difficult to verbalize him, but it it just feels different of the steroid era, and the way that it went, and how he was in Toronto, which you know incredibly yeah, well. On two Cy Youngs, and then how he just completely revitalized himself. You can say the same thing for McGuire, uh-huh. and you can certainly say the same thing for Sosa, who went from. Above average player. pounds. Yeah, no. I mean, but, look at the picture when he's a Texas Ranger. But that's all of them, right? Not a, well. Yeah, look at Roger Clemens when he was too. with the Red that's Sox. That's true. Bonds was too. Yeah. Look at Bonds. He yeah. was a toothpick. Yeah, he when was. He was with the Pirates. No, he absolutely was. So I think he can play that game with everybody. Okay. They're just and maybe it's personality driven too. I don't know. Could be the Yankee pinstripes. Uh-huh. Clemens. Maybe I just hold him to a different degree yeah. than the rest of the guys because every batter, it felt like, was doing something at that time. Uh-huh. And a lot of pitchers, but not as many pitchers, I guess. I, I don't know. So you think Schilling's a Hall of Famer? Forget what he said. No, I never thought Schilling was a Hall okay, of Famer. Okay, that was my yeah. question. Because if, if that was your point, I was going to ask you, who would you rather have started Game 7, Clemens or Schilling? Mm. Now, we saw what Schilling's done in big spots right. in the past. It'd probably be Schilling. Yeah. I mean, the Bloody Sock game. Who owns the Bloody Sock now? Was that? I'm sure that's somebody owns that, right? That's a piece of sports memory. Does Ravel own it? <laughs> That's no, not a ticket stub. That's what he's all about yeah, these days. Or checks. <laughs> right. Or, yeah, canceled checks. Um, what a weird cat that yeah, guy is. Yeah, no, he is. All right, Todd Kirk momentarily. Why don't you line him up? Yeah. Uh, Mike in Waterloo wants to join. He, he's it. not upset about what we said about the Cyclones yesterday. He's upset about what we had to say about the clones yesterday. All right. Well, uh, Mike, welcome to the pro- Happy Thanksgiving, Mike, first yeah, of all. Yeah, same to you, Kenny. I respect I respectfully disagree with you about the Cyclones. They're never going to go back to three wins. Hell, I think we could sleepwalk and get six wins. You know, I I swear that Deckers, I've been following Iowa State for 50 years. So you've moved on from Purdy already? Well, no, Purdy. Hey, Purdy made two big mistakes in that game. Time for a new QB. Well, I don't know. He's won you way more games than he's cost you. Yeah, he's won us way more games. But I tell you, Deckers has got the strongest arm ever of of any quarterback at Iowa State. And I'll tell you, we're going to play vertical next year. And I know Brees Hall's a great running back, Kenny, but you take away his long runs. What's the average in two yards? Yeah, but you carry? can't, Mike. You can't. You can't take away those long runs. Well, I know. Yeah, yeah but the other runs. Uh, he's waiting for the blockers. Well, his block. offensive line, Mike, is maybe the worst off. We yeah, thought the offensive line was going to be decent this year. They're they're terrible. Yeah, but sometimes he's dancing where you just hit the hole and get your three yards. But what if there's no hole? That The reason he dances, Mike, is there's well, no hole. Well, I know he's a great back, but we're going to have running backs. By okay, so you replaced Purdy, and you found a better you found a better quarterback than Purdy, and a better quarterback no, than I, Hall. Tell me about the tell me about the tight they, end. Don't get me wrong; they got a tight end coming in from Wisconsin. They, oh. they eventually it's going to be better than Charlie Kohler. Mm-hmm. They got a running. They got a wide receiver. It's probably the fastest guy. Uh, in, in the history of football, hundred meter champ in Arizona of all places, he's faster than a uh, kick returner from uh, Minnesota Vikings. Nguangu, yeah. All that running back down there in Florida, Kenny. They say he's the next Barry Sanders. He played against uh, Peyton Manning's nephew on that ESPNU. Yeah, and he had three hundred fifty yards total rushing. When I heard 
I thought they said Ohio State. I, I was watching this kid. Yeah. He's going to Iowa State at semester. We're loaded. And then you take that Sioux City guy yeah. I watched in the playoff. You put him at center next year, he could be the coming of that Iowa center. I tell you. Better than Linderbaum. The a limit. And I tell you, if Campbell leaves, I don't want him to leave, but you were saying he might leave. Well, I just say he's got a decision. I'm not. It's got to be a difficult decision because he's going to have opportunities. And all those guys that, uh, that you just mentioned that are going to be replaced by better players, they're all leaving. So that was my point. Well, listen, hey, we got the guy on our staff right now. If he leaves, Shieldhouse. I'm going to leave. But Shieldhouse, that great recruiter. You know what? I don't disagree with you there. That's a, that's one point we agree. I think this kid is an up and coming. I hate to use the word coaching star, but I but if I could buy stock in Nate Shieldhouse's coaching career, I would. And I, all I'm hearing is this quarterback we got. We're going to go vertical next year. We're going to not have two tight ends. We're going to have three set receivers. We got the Chris Gaines yeah. uh, son from Florida. He's coming in at semester. They say he's a superstar. Don't worry about the receivers next year. We got scat backs. We're going to be fine. I tell you, it's going to be a different team. These teams ten and two for the vertical passing game anymore. Eleven and one, ten and two. Where where are you at? No, I'm saying seven or eight wins next year. Okay, but I guarantee you, in four years, we're going to be in the final four. I've said that in another radio show. Well, I don't know what you're doing listening to those other radio shows. Unless it's on this station, then I'll cut you some slack. Mike, happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate it. Okay, all right, thanks. Good to hear from you, Mike and Waterloo. Hasn't changed a bit. Well, best quarterback, best running back, best tight end, and program. This this tight end's a bum. You should see this next kid. You just wait. Um, The center, he's going to come right in. He's going to be the next Linderbaum. It just... (laughs) Mike is one of a kind. I love that dude. I do too. Uh, Todd Kirk, Action Fanatics. It's a podcast. It's a Twitter account. It's about sports betting. So you've got our attention, Todd Kirk. Good to speak (laughs) with you. How are you? I'm awesome. I cannot thank you guys enough for uh, for having me on. And if you if you don't mind, pass me Mike's number. I need a hype man. <laughs> yeah, he's a dandy. I mean, Mike's uh, that's him. He never changes. So let's uh, let, first of all, I want to talk about your trip, and then I want to talk about what you're doing over at Action Fanatics, a subsidiary of the uh, good folks at CycloneFanatic.com. You and your son apparently are headed to DeKalb to actually see a. Mac game on a Tuesday night in what thirty something degree weather, uh, maybe damp, maybe misty. Typical perfect Mac conditions. Why are you going to watch this game in person, Todd Kirk? Yeah, so it it really just it, it was born out of the fact that we were going to be bored. I had vacation, and yeah. my twelve year old, he'll he's up for anything like you know, game on kind of kid. And we got to storm the field against Oklahoma State. And I'm thinking, kids aren't going to be there. Murphy, you want to hop in the car? And he's like, do you think we could storm the field? I said, that should be our like our mission the whole time. Nice. And so you just use Twitter and you try to get with people. I haven't gotten any further than, hey, let's do it, Todd, from Rocky. But, um <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see, man. We're, we're gluttons for punishment. But it's the Mac. Yeah. There may be 500 people there. Right. Um, how much are you paying to get in? I have no idea. Yeah. Going to walk up. Is it, would they, they even to, have I'm scalpers? Trying, no, I, I doubt it. I doubt it, too. I doubt it. I'm just going to do the old uh, Wrigley Field back in the day. You used to put a $10 bill in your hand and shake hands and sit in the outfield. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> well, that that, uh, that so are you betting? The, well, of course you are. You're going to see it in person. Uh, what's, what's your opinion on this game? 
this you know this was a tough one when you think about it. Um, the line comes out in Northern Illinois, a dog, right? I mean, yeah. Western Michigan's last in their conference, yeah. but it's a situational play, Ken. I get it. But do you really think Northern Illinois would they want to lose this? I mean, they're seven and one. They go eight and one. Mm-hmm. They're not coming into this game to lose it. I I like Northern Illinois, and if it's a mat game on a Tuesday night, I'm mm-hmm. batting it over. You have to. You absolutely you have, have to. to. Yes, it's a yeah. no doubt. And what is the total on the game? Fifty nine and a half on both games tonight. Okay. So a double overplay. Is that what we're hearing, Todd Kirk? Yep, and I love I love Ball State. Um, Buffalo's toast. Mm-hmm. They're done. It's and Ball State needs down. this for bowl eligibility, right? Ball Ball State needs it. No, they're they're okay on the uh, on the. Uh, oh, sorry, they're up, they're five and six. Yes, they do need it for bowl eligibility. All right, I am uh, looking right now online. You can get in a pair of tickets, sixteen bucks each year in row seven. Section that B. Seems, you know what? That's more than I would have thought. I would have thought two or three bucks. And I'm sure you can probably move to the middle. I think you're going to be okay over yeah. there. Well, you got to find what side the cameras are on and sit on the other side, yeah, don't you? Yeah. I I think that the it's the west side is Northern Illinois side. Okay. So the press box. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah. Really. Um, tell us about Action Fanatics. I know that you've been. Um, you're, it's a podcast. I forgot about that aspect of it. But I know uh, you and. Uh, Oh, what's that? Uh, uh, that cyclone? Uh, Ted Flint. I like Ted yes. Flint. I've never met him. I want to meet Ted Flint. Um, but tell us about your podcast. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And so, when this was all going down in, in terms of legalizing sports gambling, yeah. um, I knew I wanted to do something, Ken. I mean, you and I have known each other for thirty years, for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and sports has always been a big part of my life, but so is gambling. So I had, my dad was a part of eight brothers and sisters every Saturday and Sunday. It was, well, the phones were right next to the easy chair in the fireplace. <laughs> they're all talking and squawking and what they're betting and what they're doing. And, you know, I've been around it doing it probably the wrong way for my life. I'm like, I've got to do something. This is just in my blood. Um, I lost my best man. My cousin, uh, unfortunately passed away. A year ago, uh, God rest his soul. Gooch was, Gooch was my man. Like he was, he was behind me. He's like, gonna, you're going to do it. I'm fortunate enough to know people in the casino business, and uh, I coached Ross Peterson's son at baseball. Nice. Said, Ross, get get me on the radio. Just find me a way, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not the best personality, but I'm going to give him honest Midwestern views of how how we like to bet. And so far, so good. Chris took me up on it. You know, he did it with me for the first year and a half, and Chris is so busy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he introduced me to Ted. So Ted and I have been having a blast. Old Tedley loves to bet unders, and I'm not an under guy, so he's opening my eyes. I'm learning every year. Uh, just love it. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a passion. College basketball is probably my 1A love, and I haven't even really gotten into podcasting yet, so we're going to start doing that this year. I found a guy in town, a barber, who loves MMA, like oh. loves it, knows it. So we're going to bring that to the fold. So just growing it. You know how it goes. Yeah, good. That's great. And another thing I love about you, as I also put my picks up over at the Action Network, uh, you're not like your cohort, Chris Williams, and erased your <laughs> career record before this season. You actually have it up there all time. Good work out of you, Dot Kirk. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a great app. Anybody can go there. I think I'm at Kirk DSM most places, but... Um, 
I win, I win, I lose, I lose. You know, I take heat all the time. You guys know, I don't care. Like, I'm going to be as transparent as I can be. I love, I bet a lot. So I'm not like most people. Even the 12, 13 picks I put up, I do more than that. I love live betting. Mm -hmm. uh, but the Mac is so much fun, isn't it? I mean, to have football for 31 straight days has oh, been amazing. Awesome. No, it's been really good. It is good. awesome. Yeah, I'm I with you, Todd. You, Mac, Mac play of the year. Mac play of the year this year. It's coming out Saturday. Take Kent State minus one at home. They're going to roll. Kent State is my Mac play of the year. All right. Well, I love it. Um, that's good. Well, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you guys over there. How often are you podcasting? So we're doing it once a week because I would do it every day. So now I'm doing videos, but they have so much going on at Cyclone Fanatic on yep. their feed. They don't want to gob it up. Oh, I got you. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them over there. Um, yep. Well, tell Flint I want to meet him. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I want to meet. I, I I first met Ted Flint. Him and his minions showed up in my. I woke up one morning. I logged on Twitter, and I had dozens. <laughs> <laughs> they came after me. I don't remember what it was for, but um, that's how I first met Ted Flint. And I, you know what? Uh, he seems like a good dude. So I know he you really are. Is. I'm rooting for both of you guys to keep this going. Um, I think it's a cool story. You're going over to DeKalb to watch Maction in person. And Rocky Lombardi. Yeah, that's true. Wait, hey, dude. you know what, uh, Todd? When I watch this kid and I have the last two or three weeks, I think he's going to have a chance to play in the – I'm not saying he's going to be a star. I'm not saying he's going to Canton. But he's got enough arm that I think he's going to have a chance to get to a camp this summer um, and, and maybe hit a practice squad and develop. When you watch Lombardi, do you see anything that I see? Yeah, he's a leader, Ken, and and absolutely. And get this coach, Tom Tom Hammock, Thomas Hammock, they're running the ball a lot, so he's not asked to put the offense on his shoulders and sling it around seventy five times a game. They run the football. They've got two free running backs there, so I would watch watch him next year. So he's a junior, redshirt junior. So he's got one more year oh, okay. left. I thought this was it. Yeah. Yeah, one more year, and they they're a young team. They started all freshmen last year. We're zero and six. And they're 8-1 this year. <laughs> Mr. Maction having that at the tip of his tongue. Good stuff. Todd Kirk, good to talk to you. All right? Best uh, of luck with you and uh, and, and Flint uh, with uh, the Action Fanatic podcast. And I'm sure it's a Twitter account. I know it is. You follow me. Uh, good luck, Todd Kirk. Have fun with you and your son tonight, all right? Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for the airtime. Good to talk to you. Todd Kirk. Good guy. Known him, as he said, for 30 years. Anyways, we will take a timeout. We're late. NFL next. Packers first. Then the Chiefs. Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station. 14.6. No, we're not. We're on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on 14.60 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Chiefs talk with Nick Athen in no oh, six or eight minutes. Right now, Dave Sinekin is the head. Cheese.com. It's the Packers. It's the Rams. Huge potential playoff implications regarding home field, etc. Uh, on the line in this one. Uh, Rams coming off a bye. The, as we saw with our own two eyes, uh, the Packers coming off a loss in a thrilling football game against the Vikings. Dave, good to speak with you. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Um, just, just first of all, uh, on the Vikings and the Packers game, 
I no dog in the fight, Dave, but man, I was entertained. My Broncos were off. I got to sit back and enjoy NFL Sunday without, you know, without my team getting in the way, uh, if you will. I was thoroughly entertained, Dave. What a game. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving week, boys. Um, it really was entertaining. If, if you didn't have a dog in the fight, it's just exactly what you want from an NFL game. Uh, as a guy that, you know, certainly was clearly rooting for one side, you know, it's weird. I found myself after the game just kind of feeling proud of the effort, which seems like a a weird adjective or adverb. I'll have to check with my English teacher on that one. But usually you're proud of your kid playing football and not a bunch of, you know, millionaires. But, man, a lot went against Green Bay going into that game with the guys they didn't have yeah. um, in contrast to the defensive players the Vikings had gotten back. And just, you know, an uncharacteristically penalty-filled day for Green Bay, dropped interceptions, just a lack of taking advantage of opportunities, a missed field goal, and you, you throw that all in there and it came down to the final play of the game in a spot where you're playing you know, against your rival in their house yeah. in a desperate situation where you could almost say their season was on the line. You know, There was a lot going against Green Bay, and the fact that they fought as hard as they did for 60 minutes made you feel really good about where this team is. And uh, Man, they need to rest those six of the last <laughs> nine weeks on the road. They are limping to the bye. It's just too bad they've got this one on Sunday because, you know, after the bye, the schedule really lightens up. But this game is important, as you said. They're off a bye. Green Bay's uh, tired. So, again, backs against the wall. At least it's at Lambeau this time. Good point. Uh, just to go over that list, uh, Jenkins, Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, Lazard, Tanyan. And that's just a few of the offensive guys. Jair Alexander, Zadarius Smith, Gary, who's been good, Merciless, who uh, looks as though he's found a place. As you pointed out in your blog, uh, six of the top either 10 or 12 of Green, uh, uh, Green Bay Packers were not able to play in that game. So uh, that says a lot. Go ahead, Trent. Sorry. Oh, no, no problem at all. So... Mason Crosby misses another kick. Doinked it. It just uh, reverberated through U.S. Bank Stadium. That doink. They're staying with their man. That's what you're going to say right now. But if this continues, they have to look around, don't they? Or is it Mason Crosby and it's just his job, no matter how many kicks he misses? Well, I will say he made a 54-yard field goal before he missed 32. Um, This is, by all accounts, Crosby's last season in Green Bay, uh, in, in large part because of what his salary is being such a vested veteran and how over the cap Green Bay is next year. They they push their chips in for this season. So they're going to let a lot of veterans go after this year. And I think Crosby's on the list. I don't see how it makes any sense to make a move heading into December, bringing in a new guy, trying to develop some chemistry. Um, I just think when you look at the fact that they changed long snappers uh, about three or four weeks ago, they have a new punter who is now the new holder. Uh, for Green Bay this season. He doesn't have J.K. Scott, who he was really comfortable with, the former punter. But Horquez has been a much better punter, but he is not considered a very good holder. He's not very consistent. So I think the whole operation's been off. He's had a couple blocked. That's in his head that the right side of that line is not protecting. I honestly don't think Mason Crosby's the majority of the problem here. Now, you know, he started out the season 9 for 9, and then things all went kind of haywire. So I'm not absolving him. But I don't see Green Bay finding a better option off the street in a stretch run when you've got a guy that knows how to kick in Lambo, knows how those wins work. I just say you ride him out. You hope it doesn't come down to something where uh, you know he misses a kick. But 
I'll take my chances with number two the rest of this season. Uh, just to localize this a little bit, Dave, because I don't know what uh, what kept Lazard out of the lineup. We know that he had the uh, apparently he's not vaccinated. He had a close contact, but I thought that was behind him. Do you know why he wasn't able to play this past weekend? He suffered a shoulder injury okay. that is not considered too serious. But you know, again, with a bye week beckoning, I don't know that they'll play him. I, my guess is they'll sit him another week. I don't know if, if his. The injury's fine. He would play, but mm-hmm. they got a really nice game out of Wakanimia St. Brown, kind of filling well, Lazard's see. shoes. He blocked well. He had an end around. He caught a couple key balls. So I think they're comfortable riding one more week and making sure Lazard's okay. Uh, again, off of that bye, they'll have three of their final five at home. Toughest games at Baltimore. You want to get your horses back for the stretch run, and my guess is they'll be careful and, and make sure he's ready for Sunday night against Chicago after the bye. So with that loss, they no longer have the one seed, but they do have the tiebreaker at this point with Arizona, who is the one seed. This feels to me, Dave, that um, boy, because it's going to be a good game. I really believe that. As you mentioned, Rams coming off a bye, and they were embarrassed last time we saw them. This uh, It almost feels like the Packers have to win this game in order for the NFC to go through Lambeau. I know things can happen, but boy, this seems like a pretty big spot for that reason. Yeah, you might be right. I haven't looked at what Arizona has left. I thought maybe they would trip up in Seattle without Kyler Murray and Hopkins and against the Seahawks team that, like the Vikings, were pretty much playing for their season. And they were able to get that win in Seattle, which is maybe one I wasn't expecting them to get. Uh, I'll say this. If if they're the one seed and Green Bay ends up having to go to Arizona, uh, I think the team will feel pretty good that they went in there. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about all the guys missing. Uh, I think four of Green Bay's five, players who were on the NFL's top 100 list, four of those guys in the top 51 did not play in that game. They have five. Rodgers played, but between Adams and Zadarius and Alexander and Bacciari, all those guys missed that game. And so if they got to go to Arizona and presumably get four of those, three of the four guys back, uh, I don't think they're going to be scared to go into Arizona if they have to. I think Tampa would be a tough spot for Green Bay to have to go through, but you know, I this season starting to feel a whole lot like the Super Bowl season in 2010, where they were down to their third left tackle. They had 15 guys on IR. They only got into the playoffs because the uh, Giants punted to Deshaun Jackson when they shouldn't have, and that Eagles win got Green Bay the sixth seed, and they rolled through the playoffs. This kind of feels like that. I, I love to come through Lambeau. I know what the advantage it is, but if they're healthy enough, I don't know that there's a locale maybe outside of Tampa that uh, the Green Bay would really fear having to go through to get to the Super Bowl. Lafleur is asking for an explanation from the league office for a couple of calls. One, the timeout. No, the overturned uh, penalty, the interception late in the game. Uh, looking for, I think it was the right call. But the one that I, I was also confused by is they called an illegal snap on, on Lucas Patrick early in the game. They said that he was warned about the way that he was snapping the football. Have you heard anything further about that one? Because that was one. Just didn't make a lot of sense. It didn't look like, you know, centers when they do the illegal snap and try to get somebody to jump. That wasn't that. Any explanation that you've seen? I have not. I saw the play. He he lifted his head pretty dramatically, and mm-hmm. I felt it was kind of deceptive, so I didn't have a, a real problem. The interception was so close, was. and, and what, yeah. what struck me was it felt a lot more like an interception than the one they gave Kevin King the week before in the end zone against Seattle where – he clearly did not have the ball as he came down. I just, I don't think they really call those those kind of plays very consistently. It's crew to crew. Uh, if they had called that savage a pick at the end of the day, I don't think there would have been a huge 
scream outside of Minnesota. It, it felt really close the way he kind of trapped the ball in the back of his leg coming out. But I understood why they overturned it. I just I don't think anybody really knows whether these calls are going to be made from crew to crew or week to week. And it's just one of the you know, one of the little things you have to deal with as an NFL fan. I think. Happy Thanksgiving again, Dave Sinekin. We will uh, talk with you in a couple of weeks as the Packers come back from their bye. Thank you, Dave. Sounds great. Have a good holiday, Yep, boy. you too. Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. Nick Athen writes for primetimesportstalk.com. He's also a VP over there. Uh, the Chiefs head into their bye week. Uh, good to speak with you, Nick. I uh, asked you last week if the if the Chiefs are back. I think that if there were any doubters uh, at that point. That was me. Well, I, I do I do work with the doubter, Nick, but I know he's he's not alone. Man, they sure looked like they were back after they just dismantled this Cowboys team. Uh, didn't do a lot of scoring, which is odd. It was a low-scoring football game. I didn't see that coming. It looks as though the Chiefs are the Chiefs again. Does it feel that way to you? Yeah, I'm not I'm not as concerned about the offense. I mean, the bottom line in this game is the offense of the tackles didn't have a very good da- game. Thune didn't have a very good game, which is to be expected considering he's played, what, five games now with a broken hand. So, I, it's just, I mean, the, the Cowboys' pass rush was relentless. You know, they got, some, they got some playmakers. Yeah, they were missing a few guys, and, you know, I don't feel sorry for them for that. But to me, you know, they showed in those first two drives and what they had to do in the fourth quarter, you know, that they, could, they can control the clock. And I think, what's, I think what you're going to see evolve this year is that Patrick's going to understand and finally learn that the clock too. So I don't think he's going to make those some of those mistakes. So he did do that on the last drive, you know, forcing the pass on second down to stop the clock. I just I just think this is that this is their team this year. You know, they have an off season to rebuild their wide receiver core. You know, maybe make some adjustments on the offensive line. Uh, but the show right now is the defense. I mean, this I, I can't stress enough the the, the Melvin Ingram. Uh, infusion on this defensive line and on this football team has made a huge impact with Frank Clark and Chris Jones and Jared Reed's played his best football in the last two games that I've seen him play all season. Um, Matthew's flying all over the field. Mm-hmm. So to me, they've got their swagger back. Yeah, they're not scoring as many points, but you know what? They don't have to. And so they can evolve this offense maybe into something a little bit different. Um, and, I, and I think that's a, that's a good plus for Kansas City. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire off after six weeks away with the injury. Add a little bit of juice to that running game. Of course, we saw what Williams was able to do in his absence here. Right. As it gets colder, there might be a game in January where Patrick Mahomes is not going to be able to fire around 45 times. Certainly have to be happy with that. What did you see out of Edwards-Hilaire? Um, I, thought he, I thought he played really good. I mean, you know, he still, he was rusty, you could tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't. His only problem is cutting back into the open side and, and not running into his linemen. And he did a much better job of that before the injury, and then he did that. And then a couple of times in this game, but if he'd have broken left or right, he had a huge gap. So, but these are all things that are going to come with more playing time and feeling comfortable and make sure the injury isn't lingering. Um, now, Philip Lindsay was cut today, but I saw seven, that. So, yeah. um, I would be jumping for joy if uh, he was the combo back with uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire down the stretch. He's a good um, player, I think. I mean, look, a, he, yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, look, he's he's not a superstar, but he's a tough, tough runner. He's quick. I, I think right. that the, those two would make uh, that would be a good complementary pair. Yeah, I, I think that is a one-two combination. Bring Williams in, you know, pass protection situations, third down back. 
Um, I think McKinnon may be put on IR. He looks like he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that definitely creates a room. But he's got to clear waivers. So I don't think that um, I don't think he's going to get to what twenty four, twenty five, where the Chiefs are sitting now um, to be able to do that. But his agent is Joe Thune's agent, so that's a plus. And you know how these agents roll when a guy gets cut. Hey, don't don't claim him. Don't claim him. Don't claim him. I ain't I ain't going to play there. Right. And uh, you know, so he he wanted out of Houston so bad. I can't imagine he wouldn't sit out the season um, if he's not going to a team that he likes. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on uh, for, for the Chiefs. Uh, let's, speaking of keep an eye on this last thing for you, have you heard anything? Apparently when the Chiefs come back from their bye, Denver mm-hmm. and Kansas City is uh, – the NBC is apparently going to flex out of San Francisco and Seattle, which I get. Correct. Uh, and the two games that are in consideration, the Broncos and the Chiefs, or the mm-hmm. Chargers and the Bengals. Uh, have you right. heard, has there a decision been made, you know? Well, the decision boils down to what NBC wants to do with the, this game or the Chiefs-Steelers game. Because the Chiefs-Steelers game, um, you know, they'd have to take away CBS, but I think I think the Patriots are playing the Bills that weekend, if I'm not mistaken. So there's definitely, the Chiefs can only be flexed up to a primetime game one more time. Um, so I, I think it's, there's a lot of negotiation going on today. I think it makes more sense, Chiefs Steelers, but um, I don't see the Chargers Bengals as the kind of national matchup they want on Sunday night. Bengals are a good story. Uh, the Chargers are still up and down. I mean, the Chiefs sell tickets, sell money in advertising. Um, so they're, they're going to get flexed one of those two games. If I was a betting man, if they can't work out the deal with CBS to, to get the Steelers and um, Chiefs game, then then probably you're going to see the Broncos and the Chiefs uh, a week from Sunday night. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, Nick Athen. Appreciate you coming on. Talk with you and uh, well, they got nothing to talk about next week. Well, we maybe do anyways. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. Anyway, what the heck? All right, buddy. Good to talk to you. All right, take care. Happy Happy Thanksgiving, guys. And to you, Nick Athen, Primetime Sports Talk Final break of our number one. Cappy will head to Chicago at eleven oh five. Is there anything to these Matt Nagy rumors that he's coaching his last game on Thursday? Uh, we'll. I'll ask Cappy uh, to kick off hour number two. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. 1-800-BETS-OFF. All right, Miller and Condon, final minute of the first hour of the program. Cappy kicks off hour number two. Live from Chicago, and then Vinny Iyer on the NFL. So I didn't see Illinois play last night. You did? Yeah. What happened? Uh, they're not good. They miss in a huge, huge way Desumu, who is, of course, doing things with the Bulls now. Right, yeah. There's no leader. There's no leadership on there. There's nobody. There is no way that Desumu would let the crap that was happening on the floor. They throw it into Kofi. Double team would come. He'd either turn it over, turn it into a guy. He was terrible. He can't pass out of a double team. This is an Illinois team I still anticipated was going to be good, and I have not seen it here the first couple of weeks of the season. They are really struggling. Huh. Not panic button. They still have talent, right? You know, Miller leaving, going to LSU. Yeah, it hurt. It was impactful. Yep. And this team is certainly not where I anticipated they would be at this point. And this is who Iowa finishes their season with, correct? That's the final game of the year. Is that at the end? I'm yeah. pretty sure. I know it's, it's a Sunday night game, so I've fingers crossed BTN. I gotcha. The uh that is one of the two games though they'll play here in December. Right. It's Purdue, what, a week from Friday, yep. and then their home game is against Illinois. Maybe it's a winnable game mm-hmm. against the Illini. Well, here's the good news for our listeners and for our Hawkeye fans. Doctor Fuller, who gave us the season tickets mm-hmm. for the uh for football. 
I think you got like six baskets. We got the Illinois tickets to give away. Really? Yeah, so we'll have to figure out how to do that. Yes. Uh, Our number two coming up. We will kick things off with Cappy. Is there anything to the rumors? Matt Nagy out after this game? I don't buy it. We'll see if Cappy did. He kicks off our number two on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.